Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside Denard Walker. We're blessed to be joined by Brett Davern of Believe in Seahawks. Brett, hey, how are you guys? doing? Hey, man, I'm great. I'm feeling good, man. Seahawks 1-0, hopefully looking to go 2-0. Well, we can't say the same to get us started, but we're going to dive into what the Titans can expect when they see the Seahawks, how that matchup should unfold, and really just have some fun talking some Tennessee and some Seattle football. But before we get into all of that, I want to ask, do you believe? Oh, I believe. And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Right now, the Titans are a five and a half point dog to Seattle, but hey, if you're looking to get on some Tennessee money line plus 200 right now, double up right there. But head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Boys, how is everything going? I know, Brett, you're. You seem to be in fine spirits after having a nice win over the Indianapolis Colts. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like we played a solid game against the Colts, but as a true Seahawks fan, I'm always nervous. And I know that you guys with Mike Vrabel at, at head coach and, you know, with the team that you guys have, like, I, I don't I don't feel great about playing a really pissed off Titans team in week two because I mean you know for you guys what happened against the Cardinals that's that's gotta just I mean I don't I don't feel like that's your team so I I mean we feel good after that win against the Colts but you know I'm still a little nervous about week two here. Denard how are you feeling after we last talked recapping the Cardinals loss and as we're heading there is is your spirit starting to pick back up? Yeah because it's just week one remember don't panic you know I think you know what happens is unfortunately there's six there's 32 teams in the league and 16 teams lost in week 1. So I'm still optimistic knowing that there's 16 games left in a 17 game season. So it's just one down and 16 more to go. Well, the Titans can definitely use some energy to get things rolling as they head into their week 2 matchup. And speaking of energy, if you're looking for some energy, I want to talk to you about Balance 7. So Balance 7, please to be partnering with them. D, we've been talking about it. You need an energy drink. You're looking for something to give you that extra pickup. Well, Balance 7 is a pH-balancing alkaline supplement drink. It's like vitamins or supplements, but in a liquid form. In just one ounce a day, three times a day, and in a week, you'll see the effects. You know, former NBA player Lamar Odom looking to get back into the game over in Spain. Here, and he might possibly be joining Pogasol's team. So, I mean, just to 
I remember those days when the Lake Show was going full steam ahead with those two guys. But hey, Lamar has really attributed Balance 7 to helping him get back on his feet after his hospitalization back in 2015. You can see how the Balance 7 has helped. And right now, if you go to balance7.com and use the promo code BELIEVE, you'll get $10 off their 32-ounce bottle. The bottle lasts 11 days, which is the perfect amount of time to fill the pH balancing drink go to work. Again, that's balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE at checkout. I did. If it worked for him, it can work for you too. Boys, getting back to talking about some football. Brett, for our audience that might not have been able to catch the Colts game whenever they fortunately took an L to the Seahawks, the rest of the AFC South kind of struggled this week. What was the thing that stood out to you for seeing the Seahawks team for the first time in 2021? Well, we didn't know what we were going to see just because most of our starters played zero snaps in the preseason. Russell, as far as games, you know, games up to game speed and playing against in actual games, even though they're preseason games, like Russell took no snaps, DK Metcalf took no snaps, Tyler Lockett, uh, most of the defense, Bobby Wagner, so uh, Jamal Adams. So, you know, we were like, we didn't know what we were going to find out. And also we have a brand new offensive coordinator. This is our first season with Shane Waldron as the offensive coordinator of the team. And he comes over from the uh, LA Rams used to coach under McVay. So like we didn't really know what we were going to see once Russell got control of the offense. And I mean, guys, like it looked great on Sunday. You know, I don't know if our offense was really that great, if the Colts defense is really that banged up or whatever, but it looked awesome. You know, Russell Wilson, four touchdown passes, uh, no interceptions. He was really efficient. I think he only missed on like five passes. Chris Carson ran the ball well for us, um, a good mix of the pass and run. And then our defense really showed up and the defensive line got after Carson Wentz. And so, you know, we're, we're all feeling really good. Like, you know, it's just, I don't, (laughs) we're, we're just trepidatious as always, but I mean, you know, we had no idea what to expect, you know, and Russell looked good. And I mean, Tyler Lockett caught two TDs and the offense looked great. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens against the, uh, against the Titans defense here. You know, you talk about Shane Waldron coming over from the Rams and Titans fans are kind of familiar with hiring a coordinator away from McVay. They did that with Matt LaFleur back in Vrabel's first season and it was kind of a rocky start, but obviously with McVay, a guy that calls his own plays and you're kind of turning that over to that coordinator. I mean, and obviously fortunately fortunately for Seahawks fans, I mean, you have Russell Wilson who's very well implemented into just knowing his weapons around him and just how that offense needs to function. And so that's kind of helped out there. D, whenever you look at how the Titans and their new offensive coordinator this year and Todd Downing really did not get off to the fresh start, that or the fast start that is, and going into week two, what is something you're hoping to see for this offense outside of just having a spark and some energy that Todd Downing can hopefully get together with his star players and draw something up? establish your DNA. That's what you have to do. These are two different football teams, number one. And I thought that Seahawks offense Sunday, it looks identical like the Rams. Very explosive plays. We saw that 69-yard bomb from Russell to Tyler. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, that beautiful catch in the end zone in the first quarter on a third. It was a third and six. He makes that amazing catch. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, this is a Sean McVay offense. It's very, you've seen a lot of deep balls, a lot of explosive plays. Uh, he, I thought he did a really good job. You'll see 
uh, for Seattle, Shane Waldron, and just mixing things up. We saw some uh, heavy dose of running the football. I thought they ran the ball effectively. And that's Tennessee. That's our, that's our DNA is, 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 is physicality. And that's what we want to do. I think we play, when we play with a physical presence and we come out and set the tone early. This is an offense that they roll. We saw that last year. And you can't deviate from that. It's, it's like two different worlds, you know, Seattle and Tennessee. So this week, what I want to see is this offensive line. It's going to come down to the guys in the trenches. And they're going to be the ones to set the tone early. If not, then this game could be over very quickly. And that's not what we want to be saying about the Titans coming Sunday, talk, you know, Sunday night. Yeah, well, I mean, look, we gave up 3.8 yards per carry to the Colts on Sunday. It's not a ton, and like Lofa was even saying on our show that, you know, it's it's not like that's a crazy number, but they'd like to see that number under three. So with Derrick Henry coming in, you know, I mean, I talked about being nervous. Like, you know, it's Derrick Henry, guys. Like, I mean, you know, he's probably the best running back in the league. I think Lofa even on our show might have called him the best running back in the league. I mean, you know, he's... If he's not one, he's one A. And I mean, you know, I'm nervous about him, you know, <laughs> testing our D line. He's definitely been a beast the last couple of years. And obviously for fans that have followed the Seahawks over the last several years, they're obviously familiar with the Legion of Boom. And while Seattle has kind of gone away from a lot of those key players that helped them make that Super Bowl run a couple of years back, what is this defense looking like now? And I mean, how do you think they're going to stack up against a team that typically is pretty physical whenever you look at what the Titans are trying to establish. Well, look, if I'm a Titans fan, I'm looking right at the wide receivers for you guys, A.J. Brown, right, and uh, uh, Julio Jones, obviously the new signing, because we get our cornerbacks gave up some pretty wide-open touchdowns to Carson Wentz and the uh, Colts on Sunday. Like Trey Flowers, a lot of Seahawks fans have had question marks about Trey Flowers for a long time ever since he came in. I mean, the guy, he plays tough. He's a big long, lean, physical, used to be a safety. He's trying to do it as a cornerback. But to be honest, guys, like a lot of fans just feel like he's a liability at cornerback. And with Julio Jones and, like I said, A.J. Brown for you guys and them not having such a great week last week and looking to get right this week, I'd say if I'm a Titan fan, that's something that I'm you know, looking forward to watching is the matchup between your wide receivers and our cornerbacks. Um, Because, you know, we like to send Jamal all the time too and stuff. So our safeties kind of play a little different, I think than most uh, secondaries. So I'd say for you guys, if you're looking for something like a bright spot or something to kind of look forward to watching, that's one thing I'd point out. Denard, whenever you're looking at this game, do you expect it to be a type of offensive shootout where we're just going back and forth, kind of like what we've seen the last several times whenever the Titans have played the Chiefs in the regular season, it just seems to go back and forth? Or are you expecting that? Are you expecting the defenses to kind of step up and, and really kind of make it a lower scoring affair than most are anticipating? I hate the worst shootout. <laughs> as, as, as a, a cornerback, I can, yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't want to hear, you don't want to hear shootout. Well, uh, hey, what do you think about, I mean, as a cornerback, like, what do you, what do you think about the Trey Flowers and the cornerback situation up here in Seattle that I brought up? Cause I mean, dude, you, you saw, we brought in so many guys on the off season yeah. and then let guys go and traded guys. And it's like a, I don't know, a, a revolving door or something. Yeah. Like but that. you know what, when you have a front, like you guys, you talk about Rasheem Green, you talk about Dunlap. Okay, first of all, he is the X this week. Yeah. So last week we didn't have an X guy on Arizona's defense, and we should have signaled him signal him out, and that was Chandler Jones. What Chandler Jones is to Arizona 
is what Carla, Carlos Dunlap is to that Seattle defense. I think he's the pulse, but I think Jamal Adams is your version of uh, Earl Thomas. Excuse me. Sure. And these corners, Trey Flowers, I've been watching him since he was at Oklahoma State. And I like Trey. Trey's a tall guy. He kind of fits the mold of a lot of the uh, corners coming out of the Big 12, tall, physical. And, yeah, they're trying to convert him from safety to corner. And that's tough. But yeah. one of the things I love about Seattle's defense is this. They play a lot of two-man. I'm mean, excuse me. They play a lot of two-zone, cover two, and they play a lot of zone. And what they do is they let their front four, they let those guys go hunt, and then they do a good job and just playing zone and just tackling a lot of the underneath uh, passes. And that's what you do. You don't have to play man-to-man the whole game in this league anymore. And what teams have – what they found out is that sometimes the more zone you play in the back half, and if you got a good, solid front, let your front do the work and just let your guys tackle the underneath passes because that was the difference between Indy and Seattle. Se- Seattle didn't allow any explosive passes for the most part. You know, they allowed a couple when it was in man-to-man coverage, they struggled. But right. when they played yeah. that zone, you know, just let them have the dink and dunks. And maybe that's what Tennessee's got to take a page out of that book this week. Don't try to play man-to-man, zone it up, and just let your front go and hunt. And if yeah. that's the case, then we might not see a shootout, but we could see a close game, some 13-6. to six. That's what you want. You want to play – if the game is ugly, then I give the advantage to Tennessee because that's what you want the Titans. That's where they play. They play an ugly game with physicality. If they're physical, let their front guys hunt then this might be in favor for us, hopefully. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, man. And I also think, like, the Seahawks, just as a as a fan who watches every single game, of course, what we struggle with is, like, quick passing game a lot of the time. Uh, if the quarter opposing quarterback's getting the ball out of their hands quick, letting guys run after the catch, quick slants and stuff like that. Because, like you said, man-to-man, I mean, I, honestly, you brought up the Legion of Boom. Uh, you know, Davey, like, gone are the days of of Richard Sherman and Brandon Brown are, like, playing up on the line and bump and run and really getting physical with guys. I mean, the league doesn't even really let them play like that anymore, right, Denard? So, I mean, those get, days are long over with, and our guys play off, and so quick passing games and stuff like that scares me. So we'll see what yeah. you guys do. Yeah, right now, I mean, I, I will say, though, for the Seahawks secondary, is, of course, you always got to account for Jamal Adams because, I mean, he's one of the best in the league. And yeah. something I did want to mention – for Titans fans, uh, not long before we ended up recording right now, the Titans have announced that safety, Amani Hooker, is going on IR and mm-hmm. that they have also waived Michael Badgley. And we have a new kicker. I was talking with Brett about this earlier. Yeah, but, on our podcast, yeah. Uh, the Titans, I think we're now on our 13th kicker since 2019, and Randy Bullock is getting the call up to the active roster. So we'll get to continue to monitor that situation. And D, I know you you love special teams and you love oh. talking about the kickers and the punters. And <laughs> I thought we were we were not going to discuss the, the uh, situation of the kicking game this year. I, I and thought now we all of a either, sudden, yeah. I, I, you oh, know, it, Lofa, it, it's Lofa weird. hates talking about the kickers and punters on our show too. You know, I mean, even well, though we got Michael Dixon, like an all-world punter, Lofa's still like, come on, man. I get well, it. we were so excited, you know, because, you know, we had Tucker McCann. He was picking great. Yeah. And unfortunately, he got hurt. Then Sam Ficken comes along in the preseason. He looks like an all-pro. I mean, it's a setback. I mean, because this is one area last year, me and Davey, we just, it was like. We were always at week. odds. Yeah, we were just always on odds. And 
it's kind of like, okay, but maybe this is a good thing because maybe, just maybe, Stephen Kostowski is out there somewhere looking for a job and <laughs> I'm his biggest fan and Davey is, is, is his biggest enemy. So I think what we might need to do is call Stephen back for this game. What do you think, Davey? He could be the X Factor Sunday. You know, I was actually, I was going through uh, some social media the other day and you know how, of course, it's like, oh, this year or one year ago on this day, this happened. And of course, I'd saved the graphic of Steven Goskowski missed four kicks in the Monday night game oh. against the Denver Broncos. And then it decided to flash right beside that. He had five seasons where he had four fewer kicks missed. And I'm just like, you got to be bleeping. But he redeemed but, himself the following week, though. He redeemed himself. And that's what a veteran, that's one of the things you love about a veteran. I, I think if they were going to call Even Steven, they, they would have done it by now. I um, know. But, but uh, I'm just being optimistic. I'm Bo- just yeah, hoping. Yeah. Well, Bullock, he was there before, too, wasn't he? Yeah. This was a return. He's, I mean, he's been around the league. He's not actually been the on the Titans the roster. Yeah. Uh-oh. I don't yeah. know. I figure he's just been a lot of places. I can't. Yeah, well, he has. And I, I can't blame you for thinking that they had a kicker because, I mean, obviously, whenever you go through 13, yeah. there's a good chance somebody's there a second time. But, I but I mean, special teams is an area that I think the Titans are going to have to continue to try to, one, just make sure that they don't shoot themselves in the foot. I was telling Denard, like, whenever you look at our, our offense right now, normally you would just say, like, all right, if we're in a situation, I feel better just going for it than I would if we're going to sit back and try to set up for a long field goal. Or really, if you want to really play the analytics at some point, I might be like, instead of going for the extra point, like let's just go for two to see what happens. But so, Brett, whenever you're looking at the Seahawks team, I mean, has anything really changed over the last couple of years as far as the style of coaching that you're going to see from Pete Carroll? Or is it pretty much, hey, I've established myself, this is what we do, and we stuck with it? Or has he kind of started to evolve with the times? Because I think the Titans and the Seahawks have only played each other four times since the year 2000. So this is not a matchup that we get to watch often. Yeah, no, that's why this is going to be fun. Um, but yeah, I, I think if, if we use what happened on Sunday as evidence, then Pete Carroll has changed a little bit in that, um, you know, I think when he came in, it's all just like, you know, defense, 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 run the ball. Right. And, and that's we're back to that again is what I was going to say, because we went away from it. And so I think if he's changed, he's changed to go back to the future a little bit, so to speak. If you follow me here, like when he first came in, run the ball with Marshawn Lynch, play strong defense with like super, uh, you know, a lot of depth at defensive line. I mean, the Super Bowl run, Lofa loves to bring this up, the Super Bowl run that we had, Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, those guys weren't even starters on those on the, that team when the year began. I mean, they were, so that's how much depth we had. And I think we're, hopefully back to that you know knock on wood like you saw a lot of running the ball on Sunday to set up the pass which is exactly what we need to do and what we were doing in those years where we had all that success and then I think this defensive line is going to be one of the strengths of our team because it opens up Bobby Wagner and uh, Jordan Brooks in his what second or third year playing great right now and then our our guy who was a rookie last year but never saw the field Daryl Taylor I mean they let KJ Wright go guys like they let KJ Wright sign with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I almost call them Oakland Raiders, but they let KJ Wright walk. He's a ring of honor player for us. You know, I mean, Super Bowl champion. Now it's just Russ and Bobby left for Daryl Taylor. And he had a hell of a game on Sunday. So I think if Russ or if Pete's changed or if anything's changed, it's just, we're back to being what we should be. Hopefully. Brett, you bring up Taylor. It's a guy, a lot of our audience is familiar with for his time playing at the university of Tennessee. And so, yeah. 
And so that's yeah. uh, definitely something that Tennessee Vols fans have been kind of curious to see how I mean, he was the, t- the Vols' highest drafted player a year ago. So it's like, how will his transition into the NFL go? And, I mean, he had a huge sack that I saw from oh, yeah. Carson Wentz last Sunday. And so, yeah, he's somebody that we definitely have to account for whenever you oh. look at how bad we were as far as protecting Ryan Tannehill this past Sunday. You guys, this could be like a, the Seahawks in the last few years. You know, we, we've got these guys who come in and they 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 just really flash, you know, uh, Frank Clark a few years ago, you know, and then goes on to a big contract in Kansas City. Um, like uh, Daryl Taylor, I mean, he put the tackle on his ass, like right away, just bull right, ju- and then jumped over him and then dove at Carson Wentz. Like it was like a video game play. He he's, we're loving him up here. Yeah. It's, he's a guy that you can see the talent. It's just, he really needed a, a coach that was going to be able to make sure he could improve his technique. And I mean, it's his physical attributes, you can't coach. And so, I mean, he's got the speed and he's able to get around that edge. And so he can really do it, do some damage. But guys, before we continue, I did want to say I got some exciting news because the Believe podcast group is partnering with PlayActionPools.com this season to bring some interactive fun to the sport we love most. You'll be able to get in on the action with our PlayActionPools.com football pick'em challenge, which is open to everyone. That is right, everyone. So here's how it works. Sign up for our contest, Believe Football Pick'em, at playactionpools.com, and then get your picks in each week. We're going to select the 10 highest profile games of the week between NFL and college football. Whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. Again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Football Pick'em. And if you plan on hosting your own football contest, go to playactionpools.com today They've got Survivor Pick'em as well as a cool sportsbook-style concept called Build Your Bankroll. PlayActionPools.com, your new home for all your office sports pools. All right, guys, so as we head into this matchup, a lot of people are really curious to see how teams are going to transition from year or from week one to week two because obviously you get the overreaction Monday and people are just like, all right, here's what we had. And people are trying to predict the Super Bowl winner after one week. And D, as you always say, you can't win the Super Bowl in the first week of the season. So, Denard, I will throw this question to you first. If you're a Titans fan, what is it that gives you confidence going into this matchup against Seattle on Sunday? Experience. Experience. That's the key. Um, When you look at this team, you have the NFL reigning rushing champion the last two years in Derrick Henry. You have probably one of the most consistent quarterbacks. I mean, over the past two or three years, he's been consistent in his play and he's a leader. And you look at this offensive line, they have basically probably what you love about him is the continuity among the five of those guys. And they work well together. We just didn't see that Sunday. And then you look at the perimeter, you look at the uh, edges, you you talk about players like you got Julio Jones, who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You mm-hmm. have A.J. Brown, arguably right now one of the top receivers in the game today. Yeah. Uh, Chester Rogers, Nick Westbrook, Ikene. You have a lot of experience. You got some good players mixed in. I love this. I love the fact that, you know what, they got thumped Sunday. But in this league, what you each player have to ask themselves this, 
is how do I face adversity? And that's what this team this week they're facing because the most important game in this league is the next game. So what they have to do is to be open. And what's today? Tuesday. So tomorrow is a work day. So when they go in uh, to practice Wednesday, it's going to be a physical, physical practice because they got beat up front. And so when they go to the Pacific Northwest up in beautiful Seattle, one of my favorite places to go, Hell I spent yeah. a lot of time. I love Seattle. The Hell only yeah. thing I don't like about it is it rains in the morning and I don't need to get my hair wet. <laughs> That's the only thing I don't like. Okay. I love Seattle, but this team is going to go up there and everything is going to be about being physical because if they don't, guess what? I love what Brett said. He says, our defensive line, they're playing. You got some dogs and you have to account for Carlos Dunlap. You got to find number eight on that field. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't find number eight, it's going to be a long day for Ryan Tannehill. So this is a team. And when you look at offensive coordinator, this is Todd Downing. He knows what happens this Sunday. You know what he's saying right now? We're not going to let number eight. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you got to identify the stud on the opposing team, this Carlos Dunlap, he has the potential, Brett. And tell me if I'm wrong. He has the potential to be one of the great ones oh, if yeah. he brings his A game. And then you look at B-Wag, arguably the most consistent playing linebacker in the league. He's been in the game for a long time. He's old school. He plays the game old school and one of the most smartest and instinctive football players in the game today. He is the standard for linebackers. Again, their Achilles heel might be their secondary, but yeah. when you got a front four like this and a, you got three great linebackers, guess what? You can have a subpar secondary and these seven can cover up that four. So again, this is going to be a physical football game. And if I don't know what's going to happen because both teams, listen, they're trying to bring it. Seattle's still pissed off what happened last year in the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> and it, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to love this. I'm going to watch this game from the start to finish because I don't believe it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a grudge match. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Can I just show it, Davey? I, I, kind yeah, of I was going to throw the same question back to you, I, buddy. I want to say, I mean, look, I, I don't know if the Seahawks really got – look, respect to Indianapolis, respect to the players, all of that stuff. But I don't know how much of a test really Seattle got in week one, to be perfectly honest. I mean, that whole second half, the Colts are walking around dejected, shoulders down. And it look, the score wasn't even that far away at the end of the game. But, man, it felt far away. So I think I agree with Denard. I think Sunday is going to be a real test or like a like a gut check for both teams to find out who they really are. I mean, week two was like, you know, a lot of guys didn't play in the preseason. Now week or sorry, week one was like a lot of guys didn't play. Week two is like, hey, who who are you really? And I think, you know, AFC man, tough team, Mike Vrabel, head coach. You know, Seahawks, like, always trying to be tough. So I really think this this team is – or this game is going to be hard-hitting, old school, yeah. you know, run the ball in the trenches. Like, I mean, look at this picture behind me, guys. Like, yes, yes. You got the Taylor Lewan, Richard Sherman. <laughs> I think this – The hope is raining, too. Man, I we, want it to be raining, I, too. That's not the same Taylor Lewan I saw last week. Like I need that oh, guy there back. You go. See, he's a hater. That See that? <laughs> when things go bad, he start hating. I'm gonna tell Taylor you said that. But no, I think <laughs> he knows. He knows. I think this is gonna be one of those like you know cliche like bring your hard hat, bring your yeah. lunch pail, like you know hit him in the mouth kind of games. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, Brett, you make the point about a lot of these teams they didn't really get to play in the preseason together when you're looking at the starters, and so now for 
majority, I, I would say, yeah, majority of teams in the NFL right now, they're really just kind of getting into the swing of things and trying to build that chemistry. I mean, when you look at the Titans, a lot of those weapons for being on COVID, having an injury, them and Ryan Tannehill weren't able to get a lot of run this training camp and into the preseason. So now we're starting to see them try to put it together. And obviously that's not what you want to see, but that's where we're at and that's what we're having to deal with. And hopefully it starts to click sooner rather than later for the Titans because I know the fans were really excited to watch this offense and this team come out in 2021 after kind of like with the Seahawks, things did not end the way you'd wanted. You had a great run heading into the playoffs and then you just kind of get there and it just, things fall flat. So can the Titans find a way to get back to playing the football that they're used to? And are the Seahawks going to be able to take what happened in week one and just keep it rolling into week two? And that's, I think, the biggest question that both fan bases kind of have going right now. But guys, before we get out of here, I want to go around the room and get some closing thoughts. And while we're at it, we'll go ahead and give some score predictions. Brett, I'll let you go first. Yeah, okay, so I think, uh, first of all, on our show, I always give a funky score prediction because I'm never going to be right anyway. You a big Spurgami guy? I just, I cannot ever predict a score of a game ever. It's always never what you think it's going to be. And also, the Seahawks have a knack for having really strange scores. Like, they have like six to nine games and weird scores. So, with all that being said, uh, I do think, though, that there's going to be some points scored, however, not quite a shootout, uh, no matter how much. Sorry, Denard. That's you like, no, that. you agree with me. Well, I, I, I like him. No, I just I don't want to use shootout. You know what I mean? But anyway, so uh, I think it's uh, Seahawks 29, uh, Tennessee 27. I think it's just a close game, man. I think I think this game is just it's. Yeah, there'll be some touchdowns scored. There'll be some good plays and, you know, fun on both sides. But I think at the end of the day, these teams are closer than we all think they, they are after week one. Denard, I know you love giving predictions. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Let's hope history has a way of repeating itself Sunday. Because, David, you sent me a nice tweak, and it says, Mike Rabel is 7-0 and over the last two years when coming off a double-digit loss. Oh, wow. That's there, a there's a reason. Guy. I shouldn't even tell Brett that. Now he's probably <laughs> going to tell everybody. But you know what I like? You know what that's saying is that you have a coach that hates to lose. Okay, mm. and so when you have a coach that hates to lose, what happens is when he gets his behind kick, and this is a Mike Vrabel is a, a former player that played a long time for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. He was a he wasn't a good player. He was a great player. And when you bring, he's going to bring that player mentality into this game Sunday, which means he coaches like he plays tough. It, you know, he was he has that Bill Cowher in him as well. Uh, gritty, and that's what you're going to see because right now, Mike Vrabel, he's on his guys. He's on Jeffrey Simmons because he knows that Jeffrey Simmons uh, can be an elite defense end in this player. He's on Tierra Tart because he's this is a second-year pro, an undrafted free agent out of your favorite place, FIU, because he, he loves Lane Kiffin. I know Kiffin's an old Miss. I don't want to bring that up. Kiffin's old Miss and FAU, but FIU did produce FIU. Johnu. <laughs> yeah, and then ah, there you go. And then what we talk about this is me and Davey both we agree on one thing. We want to see what we saw in Chandler Jones Sunday. We want to see that in Bud Dupree. That's why he got paid the big big bucks in the offseason. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about Carlos Dunlap and Brett, you said it, he, he's a stud. 
He's oh, a monster. He's making that defensive line better. We need to see that from Bud Dupree and Danico Autry because they're here for one reason. They're here to show they're here to bring uh some pressure. And what they're here to do is to make sure that this defensive line is a dominating force in the AFC. All right, so D. this is g- g- give me the score. I'm you know I don't like giving scores. I don't care if you like it or not. Like, you got to give it. I'm going, That's how this works. I'm going. Here it goes. I'm going 13-9. Tennessee <laughs> I love wins. It. I love 13-9. This is going to be an old school game. 13-9. You're going to be so wrong. I can just already tell you. You're, you're going to be wrong. But, hey, man, I like the confidence. <laughs> I mean, you said that with, like, out any hesitation, so that's, that's better than I usually get. 39 <laughs> might include a missed extra point, so like that yeah. might be in the cards. <laughs> well, I think the Titans start to put some things together this week, but as I've always talked about, having to make the cross-country trip never is the best for the away team, and so while the Titans will make some strides this week after what we saw this past week, I still think we're going to fall short, and Russell is going to do Russell Wilson things and the Seahawks are ultimately going to come out on top 38-30. to 30. But, guys, that is going to do it for us today. Brett, we really appreciate you joining us, and please tell the good people where they can find you. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, guys. This has been awesome and good to catch up with you guys. And also, just, like, shout-out to the Believe Network, the Believe Football Network, and everything they're putting together over here. So you guys can find our podcast, Believe in Seahawks, uh, wherever you find podcasts. You can either search for it by name. Or check us out on any social media at Believe in Seahawks. And there's a link in the bio and all that kind of stuff. And we'll leave our personal social medias out of it because this is all about the Seahawks. <laughs> That's right, baby. If you can find the show, you, you can You're find- being modest, Brett. You have a huge social media following. You can follow him on Twitter at Brett Davern. Or sorry, you can follow Brett Davern at BDAV, B-D-A-V-V. That's it. Yeah, there thanks. You, go. you guys yeah. are the best. Thanks for having me. No, thanks, man, we Brett. really appreciate it. But that is going to wrap it up. For us today, for Brett Denard, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by Bet Online. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.